death. And he is alive. He is able to give us life. something that we see everywhere. What's changed is the death that was on the cross was vindicated by the empty tomb. Uh, chapter 24. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there in your living rooms or you can look on the screen. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleams like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the woman bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all the thing, these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others who had told, them, who had told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women. The words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. He went away wondering himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were walking with each other and talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked among them, but they kept, they were kept from recognizing him. What is more, it is the third day since it took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning and did not find his body. They came and told us they had seen vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And being that Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if they were going a little further. But, then, but they, strong, they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's the early evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were open, they recognized him. He disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when, we, when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they find the eleven, and those with them assembled together, and saying, it is true. The Lord has risen, has appeared to Simon, left them, and was taken up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continuing at the temple, praising God. This is a story about how we should be praising God. A story of 
his resurrection. I go back through and look at a couple of highlights in here. There's plenty of highlights in here in the story about the story of Jesus' resurrection. It's really interesting about the tomb. The tomb uh, was a way that people were buried, and it was designed for security. They would have slid a large rock in front of the cave, and that large rock would have weighed about a ton. It would have slid into place into a groove, and they would have used many levers to get that into place. And they did that because they wanted it to be secure from wild animals or from robbers that would come in and take the valuables uh, that were in the tomb. So you can imagine when the women came there and saw that the rock was moved, they were surprised. It's saying Socrates. I mean, listen, no disrespect, but no one is celebrating Plato or Confucius being alive. Marx and Darwin and Freud, no one is saying that they're alive. Think about Ahsoka, who was one of the emperors of India. He distributed, after Buddha's death, ashes into minute portions to 84,000 different Buddhist temples so that they could remember Buddha's death. He, he's not alive. Muhammad died in Medina in 632 AD at the age of 61, and thousands and thousands and thousands of Muslims every year go there to, to mourn the death of their leader. They're not going there because they believe that he's alive. Christianity begins where all other religions of the world end, at death. It starts with the resurrection. In my eyes and my heart. And maybe this doesn't make sense that well, how could they not have recognized him, but God for his specific plan waited to this moment to open their eyes. Verse 32 says this, then they asked each other, were our hearts, were not our hearts burning within us? Well, he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They got up and returned uh, to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together saying, it's true, the Lord has risen. He's appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened along the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. It's really interesting that while they were in their darkest time, they thought the person that was going to lead them was dead, and they were breaking bread, and they were praying together that Jesus shows up. I see that so often, that some of our most difficult times in our life, Jesus shows up the most, right? You're going through a really difficult financial time, or you're going through a really painful thing in your marriage, or you have some things, some health issues maybe with your kids, or there's a worldwide pandemic happening. Jesus shows up in those times in some of the most powerful ways. And so I encourage you to run to Jesus now more than ever. When things are more uncertain than they've ever been, run to Jesus. He is there. He is resurrected. I love that scriptures are full of knuckleheads. Here the disciples are spending all this time with them, and they forgot that he was going to, raised on the third day. They didn't believe it. And so if you ever have some doubts in your faith, don't be too hard on yourself. These people spend all this time with Jesus, and they forgot about all these things that were happening. Jesus had to teach them again. He is a gracious Lord. He is a loving Savior. This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations. What's happening right now? God's word is going out to all the nations. 
I know some of us, it's really a bummer that we can't gather together at Easter. But I think about the thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people that are now seeing services online that would never have seen services before. See, Jesus is not dead. He is surely alive. And he is on his throne. And this is happening. And it's being preached. Repentance. Forgiveness. In his name. To all the nations. And then we see Jesus ascending to heaven. When he had led them out of the city of Bethany. And this was prophesied about in Zechariah uh, chapter 14 verse 4. This very place where this would happen. While he was blessing them. He left them and was taken to heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. What an amazing story of a risen Savior. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 6, this talks about how what happened with Jesus should be of first importance to each and every one of us. For what I received, I passed on to you of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised. Do you hear those parts? Do you hear the things that are of first importance? The bad news first, that we are all sinners. And maybe you have all different... Uh, ideas in your mind what sin is or what that word means. It just basically means that we mess up, that we fall short, that we miss the mark of what Jesus' standard is. And every single one of us that's watching this right now, every single one of us, including the speaker, has fallen short, has fallen way short. We have all sinned. We're the ones that deserve to die the death that Jesus died. We're the ones that deserve that death, that's the bad news. But the good news is that Jesus died for us. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross. And then he rose from the dead. That if we believe in him, we shouldn't perish, but have eternal life, right? That's what God's word says. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We are in our time in our world where we're hearing about death all around us. We're thinking about our own mortality more than we ever have, right? We are all going to face death. Are you prepared to face death? Are you prepared? We live in scary times right now. Do you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior? In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says this, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's the choice right there. That you either follow after Jesus and have life eternal with him, or you don't. And you have eternal life away from him in hell. Many people think about heaven, they think about floating on a cloud, maybe they don't want to do that for all eternity, but listen, quickly to what God's word says about heaven. This is what the things that we see in heaven are. There's a river of life. I have the scriptures up there uh, with it too. There are other natural wonders. 
you'll be you without all your bad parts and all your bad things. Isn't that awesome? All the blemishes you have will be gone. You'll still have your emotions. We'll look unique. There'll be great feasts. Many of us are missing going out to our favorite restaurant. We don't have to, have to worry about that for all eternity. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We will have great feasts. We'll learn things on the new earth. There'll be work there, but there'll be no trouble in that work. We'll get the satisfaction of working without any of the trouble. There'll be communication in a single language that we'll be able to talk with everyone that's in heaven. He's making all things new. That means new art and new music and new sports and new friendships. That's what heaven is going to be like. So I beg you this morning to consider this. That if you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have to face all the sins on your own. And if you do that, if you have faced the sins on your own, you will be punished. That's the bad news. But the good news is that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you'll not only experience a foundation in Him for this life, but you'll be able to experience life eternal. And so what I want to do right now, before I get to the final part of the message, I just want to take a minute right now. I want to give you a chance to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And what I want you to do online, if you're going to pray this prayer for me for the first time, I just want you to write in the comments, Amen. Just write Amen. And know that we that you prayed this for the first time. It's the best thing you could ever do online. The best decision you could ever make in your life. That Jesus has risen from the dead. He died for your sins. Once you accept him, as your Lord and Savior. You're not watching this on accident. This is not a coincidence that all this is happening. Maybe you never considered even going to church, but now you're watching a church service online and you're hearing the best news ever. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge to you that I've sinned against you in many ways. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead. I want you to come to my life and be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins and give me the gift of eternal life. Come into my life and be my Lord. Help me become the person that you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time, don't be ashamed. Take a step. Just write amen online. We love to celebrate with you all the ways that Jesus has forgiven your sins so you have eternal life. And that is the action step for this week. It's, it's to believe the gospel. It's good news for us, and it's good news for others, and good news is for sharing. 